Welcome to today's show. Today we're going to take a walk into a life of lymphedema with Chronically Monique. And we have Evelyn, the viral sensation, who passed the bar after trying for a decade. She is going to be here with us, Anna Nissa Stewart, who's here for the inspirational music highlight, exploring her song, You Are Not Alone. Yep, it's a full roster. Stay tuned for Chronically Monique. But first, Broken and Beautiful by Kelly Clarkson. you to lower the bar for me I know I'm super warm I know I'm strong I know I've got this cause I've had it all along I'm phenomenal and I'm enough I don't need you to tell me who to be can someone just hold me don't fix me don't try to change a thing can Underneath I'm broken and it's beautiful 
people who make a difference, people who inspire. Well, today is no different. Today, we have with us Monique Samuels, also known as Chronically Moni. Monique lives with lymphedema and has documented her journey on YouTube. Monique, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. I happened to be kind of like strolling through the other day, and I caught sight of your video, and I said, wow. And what caught me the most was your your attitude in regards to the whole situation and just how you had this willingness to share with people. And I said, wow, you know, her attitude is contagious. So tell us, what is life like living with um, lymphedema, and what is it exactly? Well, lymphedema is a swelling of a body part caused by damage or malformation of a lymphatic vessel or node. So basically, um, like for me, I was um, I acquired lymphedema after spraining my ankle, but other people are born with it. Some people get it after having breast cancer and having like a lymph node or their breast removed. So it, it um, and it basically just causes swelling in whatever affected body part you have. But for me, on a daily basis, I have it in both my legs. It's always a struggle okay. with any chronic disorder, having to maintain and manage. Yeah. But it's something I've grown to appreciate and learn to deal with. <laughs> wow. So what inspires you to keep that beautiful smile on your face? You know, I am grateful for life. Mm. I try not to live in comparison with others, especially with myself, because I used to, when I was younger, always think of myself without lymphedema and what my life would have been if I didn't have lymphedema. Yeah. And that would always keep me in such a dark place because that I felt like that life would never come to fruition. So once I realized this is the life that I was given, this is the life that I was anointed with, I had to just embrace it. And I look at the daily things that I've had to overcome, the 
things that I was not able to do and now that I am able to do. And it just I just keep pushing and pushing and pushing the, the limitations that I set for myself. Yes, yes. And that's that's key too because a lot of times we will have, you know, a, a limitation or, or, or boundary or whatever we want to call it that we set for ourselves. And so the challenge is to push beyond what we set for ourselves every single day. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you say when other people who suffer with this condition come and speak to you? Because as I was reading on your, your couple of your pages, um, you know, people were talking to you that actually had it as well. And they were trying to figure out like how, you know, how do you do this or how do you do that? And you're such an inspiration to me. Um, one lady was saying that she wished, you know, that she could go out to the beach. Do you have any advice? Um, you know, different things like that. So it just showed me that you truly are such an inspiration to people around you. So what do you say to others who suffer from the condition as well? Keep pushing. Don't hide. This is who you are. It's almost like not being able to breathe. Mm. Like your affected body part is your affected body part. If we all in the world had lymphedema, would we look at that person that didn't have lymphedema as odd? Yes, we would. (laughs) Yes, yes. But that doesn't make them any less valuable and beautiful in the world. Absolutely. So I just go about the attitude like I can only control myself. I can't control others. I can't control how others perceive me. But as long as I find beauty and joy in my life, I mean... (laughs) I do what I do. That's <laughs> I right. I about it. I live it as normally as I can. I make accommodations for my lymphedema just not to put myself or my health at risk. But go to the beach. Wear your bikini. <laughs> right. Do, look, do what you have to do to make you happy. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, you are the only one that matters. We only get one life to live. And so exactly. at the end of the day, I refuse. We refuse to walk around afraid to live this thing so if, if you want to go to the beach go to the beach yeah. you know why not so I, I saw that you said you were um you were on the journey to reclaiming your health and happiness what does that look like for you you know I was such a I was I didn't realize I was in a dark place until I wasn't oh I see <laughs> you know it's like everything just was negative my thought process how I viewed my perspective um because I was in a dark place I didn't like how I felt I didn't like Right, right. You know, and that's that's crucial because um, we think that, you know, we're looking from the inside out. We're thinking that people actually are viewing us a certain way. But in reality, it's the way that we're viewing ourselves. Exactly. Yeah, because you said for a period um, that you had tucked yourself away. But at some point, you knew that you could not stay there. Correct, correct. Like, I wouldn't go out because I didn't feel good. Not because anybody did made me feel in a, a certain way. I didn't feel good. And so once I realized I was stopping myself from dreaming, I was saying, oh, you can't do that. And I couldn't find any real reason why I couldn't do that. Yeah. Then I started to like, okay, what is it that you're lacking? Mm. What is it that I was in need of? What is it that I want my life and my future to look like? Right. And I just started doing the things to make that version of my life Got you. That is what's necessary. We have to find a way, whether it's through inspiration or or we see something inspiring or we just want to be inspiring to get ourselves to a point where we say, you know what, I can't stay in this anymore. 
I have to get out and live this thing the way that God would intend me to live it. Amen. Yes, Lord. Well, we'll be right back with Chronically Moni. Tina Campbell, no matter what, y'all, we live in. Hey, we're on the line with Chronically Moni talking about her journey with lymphedema. Let's jump back in. So, Monique, you explained in one of your videos that you have to go and get fitted, you have to get stockings and tributes. So, is this something that you have to do on a this is a daily thing? So, yeah, so the stocking process is kind of arduous and it's still not perfect. I still haven't necessarily found the right. 
sequence of events to take place. So mm-hmm. their garments, we get, I'm supposed to replace every six months. So basically twice a year, I get new compression garments. I get mine custom made based on my the size of my leg. Okay. So they're not off the shelter and they're, they're pretty pricey. <laughs> okay. Um, so with that, I get them every six months. But yes, I wear them every single day. Um, okay. Unless I'm wrapped in my um, my wrappings or my nighttime gear. If I'm up and about, um, I have my compression garments on. And that can be a struggle to put on and off, you know, throughout the yeah. day. I have to wear gloves to put them on because the compression is so strong that it can take off your knuckles. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's getting off your knuckles, which it has in the past. So make sure to um, do that. But it, I don't, I feel almost um, naked if I don't wear them. Right. You're so used to it now. I'm so used to it. It's, it's, it's just... You know, I get out, if I know I'm going out for the day and I need to have them on, I'll go ahead and put them on. Now, sometimes do I fall far from it? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, I'm still working on my relationship with time. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was watching and, and it really has to be almost like a system that you have in the oh, sense yeah. that, you know, I get up, I do this, I plan my day. It's a part of your day. It is definitely. So if, I, if I don't stick to the plan, that's when I'm like, ooh, let me... Last question for you. If you were speaking to someone who has a lymphedema and they're just in a situation where they don't want to to move forward or they're just stuck in, in that place where, you know, that dark place, what would you have to say to them right now? I would ask them a question. What do you want? What do you want? And just have them list everything that they want. Okay. Big, little, you know, sad, happy. What do you want? Hmm. Because I think a core component of giving up is not knowing what you want or not accepting what you want. Right. If you list those things out, why can't you get them? Right. If you want to have a family, why can't you have the family? The family doesn't have to be how you necessarily envisioned it, but what's stopping you from having that family? Mm, that is so true. You know, so I think when, if for my fellow Lymphies out there that are stuck in a dark place and don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, per se, the life I wanted to live or what I envisioned myself Prior to having lymphedema is not the life that I currently have, but this life is great. Mm, that's There's beautiful. There's no comparison because the life that I thought I wanted or the thought that I would be living is a fiction, fictional story. Mm-hmm. This is the life we have. Yes, it is. And you have to work with what you got. Yeah. You just have to, like you said, determine what it is that you truly want. And go after it because regardless of a medical situation or whatever your situation is, if you want something bad enough, there is nobody on this earth that can stop you from getting it. I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing some information about that and also encouraging our audience to keep pushing, to keep moving, to keep smiling. And I thank you for being um, that inspirational person for us today. Thank you for having me. All right, so where can people find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram. My IG handle is Chronically Moni, and I have a YouTube channel with the same name, Chronically Moni. I will be uploading new videos soon, so subscribe and follow me. All right, and um, I noticed on your video, like you're like this social butterfly, and I saw you at the beach, and you was out to dinner, and out, out to lunch. So good luck with trying to find her, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, sis. You be blessed. You too. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Up next, Miss Evelyn, and we about to celebrate. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
bring you some good in the news. While searching Twitter, we fell upon a viral video with 413,000 views. In the video was Miss Evelyn, a California woman who passed the bar exam after more than a decade of trying. So today we have Miss Evelyn and her daughter Neche on the line. Welcome to A Dose of Hope Radio. Thank you. 
Hello. Yes, awesome. So you you know you we have to back this all the way up, and we have to kind of tell the story because um from the video I could see you extremely excited. You were dancing all around because you had passed the bar exam after taking it for what ten years. Explain that to us. Well, yeah, off and on. I finished law school in two thousand and eleven. That's in California, and um, I took it the first three times. I didn't pass. I took a break. So in between going back and forth, but I've taken it for over ten times to be exact. You know, it's not like I I took it like five times. Right. I took it a lot since two thousand and eleven, and um, I never give up hope because I I have to have this. This is something I wanted to have to make a living. So. Uh, so finally, 2020, I took it again after my daughter passed 2019, and um, and then I got the result in January of 20, I mean 2021, and I passed. So it was unbelievable. So that was why we were all dancing, and I had nature on the phone because she's in New York and I'm in California, and then I have another son that was uh, in school. So and then I have two kids that were with me. So it's like we all got together and um, and celebrated. <laughs> It so, is. So after after taking the exam so many times, you said you took it at least 10 times. What made you do it the third time and the fourth time and the fifth time? What kept you going? Because I know that's what I wanted. And I figured it's always, I'm going to get it. I keep telling myself, this is what I want. And if I give up, what else can I have? I remember Nature telling me, I think she was in high school and I was bringing her home from school one day. And I was just complaining, of course. And she's like, Mom, you know you can't quit. Um, you went through law school, and we watch you. Some of sometimes, or you didn't most of the time. You didn't socialize with anybody. You missed out on all that, and you missed out on some of our sports and events. And um, if you give up now, you can't get those back. So wow. you have to keep going until you pass. That's right. You have like, to keep what? doing it. That is that is wonderful because a lot of times you don't we don't think about the things that we sacrifice to do a thing. You know what I mean? And then yeah. we'll we'll quit, and then it's like all the things we sacrifice. What 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 was it? What was it for? Yeah, you can't get it back. It's, you're losing twice. You you messed up on what you sacrificed, and then you don't have what you're going for. So you have to keep going. It's like gambling. You have to get it. So you know you, you motivate yourself, and you you fall, you you cry, and then you're like, okay, so what do I do differently? And you go back at it. You right. Go back at it. You know, eventually it's gonna happen, and it did happen. Absolutely. You know, so giving up, you know, we always say giving up is not an option. That's what my family believe. My kids always, we always say that you can't give up. You can't give up. You know, Keep you on pushing. There's something going on. Yes. So let me ask your daughter. So what were you, what were you thinking in that moment when you decided to put the video up? He's like, let me just record this for the family. What, what made you post it out for the world to see? Yeah. So my little sister actually was recording the moment because I was in New York. So I'm actually in the video on the little screen on FaceTime. And she like recorded all these different moments. And I said, please send me the footage. Please send me all the footage you've recorded of like mom celebrating because like I want to put something together. Mm -hmm. And right now all the young kids are on TikTok. So I was like, let me put this on TikTok. So that's why I pieced all the videos together like that because I was like, this is such an inspirational, like happy moment. Yes. I feel like this is, I want to share with a lot of people because we were celebrating and we were like, oh, we have to call our relatives. We have to call everybody. <laughs> and then he like, we need to, I might as well show everybody. Like everybody might as well see this because it was really a good moment. And it's that type of happiness and like that type of joy that I feel like a lot of people deserve to see 
me, especially after coming out of the year like 2020, started the year off great. Oh, yeah, because, you know, a lot of times, like I said, when people are celebrating and stuff like that, they don't bring everybody into the joy of it. And that actually was one of those moments that anybody that was watching that video, they knew that if they just continued to push through that, you know, that they could get it too, that they could do it too. It felt like, you know, we were all celebrating in that moment. I was like, yeah, this is crazy. Everybody, yeah. 413,000 views. Oh, my God. How does that feel? Uh, and I was reading some of the comments, and people are like, wow, like, I rejoiced with you guys. I feel like this is my mom. I feel like I, I've been through it as well. And I feel like that just showed how, like, the joy that we were feeling really, like, got to reach a lot of other people. Just reading the comments. I was like, I'm happy a lot of people can see this. Yes. Because it's really inspiring story and when something like that happens personally if i see something inspiring i also get motivated so it's the fact that we were able to share like that type of story and that type of motivation with other people i feel good about that yes that is that is a beautiful thing and then mom said um she said perseverance don't give up until it happens that was one of the things that she said that just stuck me she said don't give up until it happens because because there's so many reasons why i could have quit I had so many reasons. Mm. I had some health issues, and it's like I had to work. I'm, I've never worked part time. I work full time, going to law school, full time, going to you know. I, I'm 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 not one of those people that that we're lucky to have somebody pay the bills, so you can stay home and just go to school, right? Or have some you know. My mom helped, thank God, with the children. You know, sometimes when I'm at school, she will be here making sure they get fed. So I had that support. But, like, financially, of time, I mm -hmm. didn't have it. I had to constantly work. I, I never had, I've never gone on vacation, like, vacation, vacation. My vacation was to take exam. My vacation was to study. So when I take a vacation from work, I'm using my vacation to catch up on school. I'm using my vacation to take exam. Yes. So each time I, take, I go on taking this exam, they know when I'm taking vacation, she's going to take exam. They already know. It's like right, my, my right. good friend. When I say I'm taking two weeks vacation, they know what that meant. And I couldn't take more than two, three weeks. It's like I exhaust my vacation. All the time trying to get this reason. done. Yes. So I could have stopped and then, you know, with the health issue and other life issues. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I can't stop. If I stop, what else am I supposed to be doing? Just sit home and watch TV? Right. I can't just sit home and, and say, okay, I'm done. Let me just watch TV or take a different job and just relax where I'm miserable. You know, just, and the funny thing is I came close so many times. Oh, almost, almost, but not there. Mm. Oh, oh, because California, once you get to a certain point, they will have a second read. I've had so many second reads. Okay. You know, it's like, oh, you only just, maybe two, two multiple choice would have did it or this and this. It's like, can we just get this? So, I, you know, it's like I kept being teased. Like, you can have this, but you don't have it yet. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. So, but the way I, I, I what I was telling my children is like, I'm a mom first because I wanted to make sure that my kids, that was medicine for me. I actually have any career in this world, but if my kids are not taken care of, then I'm nothing. So, they come first. Absolutely. I'll quit the school. I'll quit the, you know, exam just to make sure that, you know, if they have something present, then everything stops. Right. But I'll go back to the school thing later because I figured if I mess up the kids, I can't go back to fix it. So they have to be priority. And the way God made it, my youngest is 17, and she's getting ready to go to college. So she's going to college this year, so I'm like, okay, she's leaving, and then I'm done. So this right. is great for me to So now you really can, yeah. 
so you know I figured you know that's how I look at it I'm like you know God just want to tell you you can have it but yes. not now but just keep trying don't give up yes. and then when the time is right then you get it and this is the right time you know, you know with God the timing time. is always right it yes. seemed like it's yes. always the right time even though it was hard even though you struggled you pushed through you went once you finally got there it was somehow miraculously the right time exactly but I didn't want to take that risk and say, well, let me wait till the kids finish and I'll go. No, right, I'm right. I'm trying because I don't know God's time. I don't know when it's the best time. I don't know when it's God's time. But I know I have to keep doing this. And I told my kids, even if I die, I'm going to keep trying until I die. If I die tomorrow, at least you guys know I'm, I, I, I die trying. That's but right. That's quit. And there's, there's no quit. other way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So let me you ask know, you this so too. Now, I tell them, I say, if I die, I'm going to die an Esquire. I finally got it. So yes. Congratulations. Esquire. (laughs) So let me ask you this. You, um, you held a picture and you kissed the picture and you said you believed in me. What was, what was that? That was your, okay. That was my dad. Wow. I always have my dad, my picture of my dad. Sometimes when I go to take this exam, there was another picture that I took with him. I'll have it on my, uh, in my hotel room or wherever just to say, dad, I know you're watching. So I'm doing this. I'm still here. So that motivates me. My mom motivates me from outside for helping me out. And my, uh, my dad, does his own thing from inside so I got both parties mm. you know so that's my motivation I always reach to that when I feel and my kids you know I always tell my kids grandpa will be disappointed if you don't do this mm-hmm. so we have to he sent me here to do this and if we don't do right he's gonna regret ever sending me to America so we can mess up we can disappoint dad oh so wow that, that's yeah so I always have that picture so when I did I say I did it see <laughs> We're just excited for you, with and for you, and your daughter. Thank, thank you him. so much for sharing that beautiful uh, moment with, with, with the rest of us, with the rest of the world. And because of you, um, I pray that someone will, will be inspired and that they will know that just to give it one more shot. I wish you all the Godspeed and love in the world. Thank you so much for being an inspiration because you certainly thank are. You. And um, thank you very much for having us. Oh, absolutely. And I will talk to you guys soon. Okay, thank you very much. You have right. a nice one. Thank you. You too. Hard to make it. The only reason I keep.
beside you He's carrying you And you are not alone God sees and he knows All about your struggle The pain inside The tears that you cry But no
Yes, yes, that was You Are Not Alone by Anissa Stewart, who is here with us today. Yes, welcome, my friend, my sister. This songwriter, praise and worship leader, school teacher, has shared the stage with the likes of Jay Moss, Leandria Johnson, Jessica Reedy, and more. She is here to share her heart song with us, You Are Not Alone. Welcome, Anissa, to A Dose of Hope Radio. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, ma'am. We couldn't do it without you. So we're just going to dig right in. This particular song is called You Are Not Alone. I mean, just tell us how, how that song came about. Well, it is an interesting story behind this particular song. Um, it was written by a parent of a former student of mine, and her name is um, Deborah Grimes, okay. and she is a remarkable woman of God. The story behind the song is that God blessed our paths to cross obviously through her daughter and her daughter told her parents about me and they were like oh you have a teacher that sings and so um i was blessed to meet up with them and to sing at her women's conference and um then that turned into an opportunity for me to sing praise and worship at their church because the student father was a pastor and so i just happened to be working on my sophomore project and I was looking for more material uh, to add to the project. And somehow they mentioned that, you know, her, Deborah had written a song and I was interested in recording the song for her. And it just spoke to me um, in regards to what I had been dealing with. But the interesting thing about the story behind her song was that um, she had want, uh, wanted to be a songwriter and she had written poems. But her father wasn't in support of it many, many years ago. Oh, wow. And it was a blessing because she said as she was dealing with some trials at work and um, being overlooked at on her job and suffering, um, you know, with her boss, that God told her to write this song and the song came to her. And then for it to come to me uh, and, and her trusting with me with it was just amazing opportunity to give her that gift of hearing her song sung. Yes, and that's a beautiful thing because I like to get down to the heart, you know, of a songwriter because when you write a song, a lot of times it comes from the place that it needs to. Like if I'm going through something, it comes through trial, it comes through tribulation Mm -hmm. to, you know, to be right here where a person may need it, but more than anything where I need it. Right. You know, and and you always hope that your songs will be a blessing to someone else. And that's what she said. It it came at a a difficult time in her life where she was dealing with health issues Mm -hmm. as well as the mistreatment from that particular boss. So it just really speaks to different people's issues that they're going through. It it speaks to so many people that might be going through something in in different areas of their lives where they may feel that they are alone. Um, It just shows us that God can meet us where we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was looking at the words and one of the phrases said, the one who cares is right beside you. And it reminded me of the, um, the footprints in the sand, you know, and when you, when you say that I'm alone, but at the end of the day, you're not really alone. It was then that I carried you. Right. And so, I mean, it has just blessed my heart to be able to listen to it and now to be able to um, share it with our listeners. You know, it's, it's, just, it's just a beautiful thing. It really is. And I thank you for um, singing that song. And I also thank her for, um, for writing it and putting it out in the atmosphere. Yeah. You know, it, it also reminds me of... Um... Deuteronomy 31 and 6, where he says he will never leave us nor forsake us. Even in Hebrews 13 and 5, it says he will never leave you 
nor will he forsake you. So it just reminds people of that. And what was so beautiful for me putting it on the project was, you know, she wrote that first poem where she thought that she was going to be a songwriter when she was like in her teens, I think, and Mm -hmm. her father just didn't support. Uh But for her to be in her 50s and hear her song finally sung, it just really was a gift to her as well as a gift to me. So just her reaction to seeing the artistry put to yes the song song yes and you know a blessing in itself. Oh, I know it. I I can't I can't even imagine the feeling of not being able to sing the song that's in your heart and then to have waited that many years for someone else to to sing it and to and to hear it, you know. And yeah. I'm like, that. that is just amazing in itself. And it also speaks volumes to the fact that no matter what the situation is, that you truly are not alone. And, um, yeah. and that God will manifest your dreams um, regardless. Exactly. It may take some time. It may. You know, I, I'm a witness to the fact that um, I've been singing probably since I was 15 years old. And I'm, and I'm you know, it's been 30 years. So, okay. um and I've been singing and singing and singing. <laughs> so right. sometimes, um, you know, things don't end up like you want them to. But Definitely. but in God, nothing is wrong. No. Nope. You know, he, he has he, his own timing. Absolutely. And he has the, the final say about anything and everything. You yes, know? he and does. And one, one thing I do want to share that really was special to me, like, like God gifted me uh, through her with this song is because... Uh, I say this because my husband, he was listening to the song and I, I kept, I gave him my album when, it, when I first released the CD and the CD has 11 tracks on it, but I kept hearing this song being played over and over again. And I'm like, let me leave him alone. But why is he playing this one song over and over? There's 10 other things that he could be listening mm-hmm. to, but he said that it was his favorite song because it met him where he was yes. and reminded him that even though, and I just was talking to him about the song, I, I was like, why did it reach you? And he said, because everybody can say, I know what you feel like. I know what it feels like to lose this or deal with this. But he said, each individual situation is still unique and different. But God is the one that says, truly, you are not alone. I am with you. He said, you could feel alone, be in a crowd and still feel alone. But then with the love of God, he speaks to you and says, you may have felt overlooked. You may have been, you know, going through this trial, but I am with you through the storm. I truly know what you feel. I truly am there with you to comfort you, to carry you. And you're not alone. I thank you so much for sharing that with us. And um, it is just a beautiful song. And um, I look forward to playing it a whole lot more. Appreciate your support. All right, we're going to take a break. We are speaking with Anissa Stewart about her song, You Are Not Alone. Next up, Voices of Fire.
from Voices of Fire. Speaking of, Anissa, let's talk Voices of Fire. How was your experience being on Netflix's Voices of Fire? You know, that whole process uh, was very exciting. I had no, uh, I'm trying to think if I've ever done any auditions. I think I auditioned for Deal or No Deal. <laughs> but other than that, nothing um, to this magnitude so just the whole process of sending in the videotape and then hearing from them a week later 
you know, not knowing out of 3,000 submissions, you know, to be selected to come for the live audition was an honor. And so my husband and I, we packed up the truck and went on and made a trip out of it. And just going there and seeing the the energy of that was surrounding just the, even though having to wait on the long line, um, just getting in the building and hearing the people singing as we waited to audition, it was just exciting within itself, you know, actually being on stage auditioning and, and for Peggy Brand and Bishop Ezekiel and um, Pastor Larry George it was, and the cameras there, it was just really, I can't, I, I've never experienced anything like that and probably never will. <laughs> Again, it was just amazing. Yeah. Opportunity. I think um, I then, think so too. I think the uh the camaraderie of the yeah. choir made all the difference, you know, oh, because yeah. you know, it's Definitely. such a, a loving environment in terms of when you when you think about the fact that you have all of these people um that can sing um sing said. praises Everybody on high. You have a whole choir of leaders. Yeah. It was just just even the re- the first rehearsal I went home like just in awe of sound that came from the voices and just the love for what everybody was doing, which was singing for God. Um, It was just amazing to me. And we drove, like I said, four hours from Maryland to to Norfolk um, twice a week uh, once I was selected. And so it just made it worth it once I got there. Yeah. The drive and getting up early. So it just really was a great experience. And like you said, I met some really great people um, you know, such as yourself, I, I remembered you, but uh, prior to uh, an engagement prior to, but just to be able to build that sisterhood and, and some Absolutely. other, you know, great relationships I built through that experience that I, I it's just priceless. It really is. Yeah. And I remember I just recently listened to, um, watch the video that you made uh, for the essential workers and just how, you know, the Voices of Fire family some of the members came and we did your song. Yes. Um, I just recently watched that again, and that was exciting too for me. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was it, it was great. I mean, because we kind of put together, you know, pulled together and put that out there for the essential workers to just kind of say thank you, just a little token during this uh, coronavirus time. And um, and it was just a, a really, really beautiful um, sentiment that, you know, that everybody would come together and to make that happen. So I was really excited about it. And um, and it came from a good place and it, and it delivered to a good place. So, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you being with us. I appreciate you being my sister, I appreciate your music ministry. Um, please tell us, um, how, tell them how they can find you because I know how to find you. <laughs> well, <laughs> I am on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook under Anissa Stewart Music or on Twitter, Anissa underscore Stewart. Um, Facebook, Anissa Stewart. So also my music is on um, all major digital outlets. So if you would like to just, I love your support. Please, please, please support I'm an indie, independent gospel artist, so I'm my own team. So please support. I would appreciate all the support. Okay. <laughs> support <laughs> on everything. God be, and um, you are amazing. Oh, thank, thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Up next is the amazing Lisa McClendon, here to talk about her new release, The Soul Collection, and Keish Lino, also known as My Keisha, the three foot five and a half, and don't forget the half, should have been on World of Dance from Little Women LA, and a special good in the news guest, 
from Pennsylvania who has made headlines for feeding the hungry from her home. So next week, you guys got to tune in. If you have any questions or concerns, please go to adoseofhope.org. We look forward to meeting you there. So until we meet again, just know you have been dosed. Be blessed and have yourself a good week. Did I tell y'all that I was so green when it came to doing this podcasting, but Anchor has made it so, so, so easy for me. I mean, it's free, first of all. And also there's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, which makes it extremely easy. And Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And guess what? You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's what I'm talking about. So it's pretty much everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So I'm telling y'all, if this is what you want to do, carry yourself on over, okay, to the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Your dream awaits.